Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm with Brandon. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. So you're you're an opioid junkie. Ex-opioid junkie. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, because uh, you know, because you recover from something doesn't necessarily mean that it's over with. You kind of always want to represent yourself as an addict. Um, okay. It's always going to be a part of you. You can always step back into it. So. It's kind of a, it's a thin walking line. Right. Yeah. We're talking about painkillers? Painkillers, majority of the time, yeah. Majority of the time. What kind? What are they called? Uh, Percocets, 30 milligram Percocets. Uh, That's, I mean, I started taking one or two on the weekends um, and then started using it as I got more stressed out, just as a crutch, you know, or maybe anxiety or something like that. Have you done heroin? I have, yeah. Like uh, the needle. Not banged it. No, I've never shot up. Okay. Yeah. I've seen three of my friends die, so um, wow. I always stayed away from that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Plus, I would like it too much. It feels too good. Yeah. Banging it or banged it. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. <laughs> I'm pretty vanilla, but. Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Percocets, for the most part, you just started doing it for fun on the weekends. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it kind of started with a, a broken ankle here and there because I used to BMX race my whole life, and so oh wow! Once I hurt myself, I got the pills. Was like, and, and I smoked a lot of weed, and so the combination of the two was kind of bliss for me. So I just seeked it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. What's it feel like? Like an orgasm times a million all over your body for hours. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I yeah I've always been really curious. Well, you can stop that curiosity here. Um, how did it affect your life negatively? Oh, man, at first it didn't. At first it was really easy to manage. Um, yeah, a lot of people take them under the radar and no one yeah. even has a clue, right? Yeah, it's it's really easy to hide. I mean, realistically, once you start doing it every day and as much as I did on a daily basis, um, you know, your looks start to fade away. You get really flush. You're, you get circles just down half your cheek on both eyes. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it really starts to destroy, like, the mental aspect of your life and the physical aspect of your life. It breaks relationships with friends and family. So, Did you ever start stealing money um, or anything? Yeah, or? I mean, I have stolen money, definitely. To, to get the painkillers? Yeah. To get the Percocet? Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever get in trouble with the police? Never got in trouble with the police, um, which is fortunate. Uh, a lot of a lot of people in recovery like to say that since I haven't been in jail or I haven't gotten in trouble with the police for it, that I haven't necessarily necessarily hit my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But everyone's rock bottom is different. I mean, I I spent when it was all totaled up over thirty one thousand dollars in less than a year on on pills. Hmm. Um, the first time you tried it was from an injury with BMXing. Yeah. That, how old were you? Uh, I was probably 19 years old. Okay. And then from then on, you were like, oh, and you then you started buying them from dealers. Yeah. Like well, friends at first, but yeah. technically dealers. And then after the friends start running out, you start to go into shitty parts of town and seeking them out from there. Wow. And you did that? Yeah. All the time. How much does it normally cost? For one Percocet 30, it's $30 a pill at most. Sometimes Dang. when, you know, the 
when it's dry out there and I've paid 40 and $50 just for one, just so I could not be sick and just get well. Hmm. So, I mean, like at, at my worst, I was taking 10 to 12 at a time, spending up to 500 bucks a day. How long does it last? I mean, it can last up to like eight hours. It could last all day if you wanted it to. Um, if your tolerance is pretty high, it could last a couple hours before you have to redose. Eight hours of a full body orgasm. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> like a roller coaster, you know. So it, it it hits your peak, and then you still enjoy the high as you come down. But when you actually come down and hit the bottom, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of a, the hangover is kind of bad. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it is. Thirty bucks uh, for one pill. Uh, did you ever try to go to the doctors to get a prescription? Because that's a lot cheaper, right? Yeah, it would be. Um, but no, I haven't. I've never... I, I mean, I, I definitely thought about it, but I've never actually attempted to go to the doctor. I always, They were always available at a phone call away, so I never got to that point. Have you tried any other drugs like Adderall or Xanax? I've done Adderall. I've done Coke one time. Um, done a lot of shrooms, acid. Uh, smoked a lot of weed. Um, a lot of Xanax. Mm -hmm. A lot of clonopin. None of those really took hold of you? No. Hmm. I mean, weed did, I guess. You uh, still smoke weed? Yeah, I still smoke weed. Uh, not <laughs> <laughs> not as much. Um, like, I used to smoke weed every single day, and I used to use it when I didn't have my pills, too. But now, and now it kind of causes too much anxiety, so I can go weeks without smoking weed, without okay. even the desire. And sometimes every now and then, like, you know, I'll get a little bit of weed and smoke for a night and put it away for another week. Okay. When was the last time you took it? Took a Percocet? Uh, before I went to rehab. When was that? Actually, no, that was a lie. Not really a lie, but I just forgot. Um, I went to rehab in September of last year. Um, got out, and it was only about three weeks before I decided to dose again. It was in a really traumatizing and um, really bad relationship with this girl. Oh. Yeah, so she was kind of giving me a lot of drama, to say the least. <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> put me right back in the same spot. Um, girls can do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what sparked uh, the first rehab visit? Uh, pretty much the relationship getting toxic, suicidal tendencies, not only on my part, but on her part. Um, my family started to be really aware of it. Um, would she do them with you? No, she actually didn't know. She was pretty against it for the most part. Hmm. Um, and, I, and she knew that I had a problem with them in the past. Uh, and I never really kept her in the loop about me continuing to use. Um, and so that was always like a really hard thing to deal with, managing the relationship. My mom also was in recovery when I was a lot younger. So she was the first one to notice. And... Uh, you know, when she saw me start going really downhill really fast, she stepped in pretty much right away and hooked up the recovery and started the whole process and got me into a 30-day rehabilitation clinic. What's that? How's that usually go? Did they uh, they give you they put you on Suboxone? Yeah, I was on Suboxone, but uh, it was a really short detox. I got in, um, and I, I, I took Suboxone the same night I got there. Um, but it was only a four-day taper, so they actually 
the, the rehabilitation clinic is actually kind of fucked up just because uh, they load you up with Suboxone, which can get you pretty much just as high as any other opiate. Hmm. It does block the opiate receptors. So if you were to dose your normal drug, um, you know, you wouldn't feel it, but there is a high and a euphoria there when you take a lot of Suboxone. So they load you up on that. Um, I took two mil, two eight milligram strips of Suboxone, my first uh, 24 hours in, in rehab. And so I was high as a kite, enjoying hmm. life and thought it was going to be really easy to get through the whole process. Hmm. Four days later, everything came crashing down and I was really sick, puking, diarrhea, horrible shit. Man. Um, how long does the, the withdrawal symptoms last? Uh, they can last months, really. Uh, typically... Typically, if anyone was looking to get off of it their own and not have any sort of medication to help them, I would say that they're looking at it about two weeks before they start to feel normal. But then again, it takes up to a year for your brain chemistry to really kind of get back to its homeostasis is what they say. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, like your, your, your chemistry just takes so long to recover, especially if you're malnourished. Um, you're yeah. not eating the right foods and getting the right vitamins. Do you feel like you've reached homeostasis? I feel great, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I feel normal now. Um, there's nothing... So it's been like a, almost a year then? Um, well, when I got out of, after I got out of rehab, I did start using again until uh, the end of February okay. of this year. And so I moved into my dad's house for 30 days, tried to get clean there, was still using, got kicked out of there, and then uh, went, went, back, went back home. Um, and I just kind of you know, bit the bullet and decided to do it because I was jobless at the time. I ended up quitting my job because I was too stressed out trying to manage my addiction. Yeah. Um, bit the bullet. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you, what kind of, I guess, what causes you to get to that point um, where you finally decide, all right, because, you know, you can't really break an addiction unless you, until you want to. Mm -hmm. So do you think it was just like a matter of time or is just like. Ultimately, I just didn't want to die. Yeah. Or end up in jail. So there's a there's a good acronym, DOPE, uh, uh, equals death or prison eventually. Oh. So if you, re really anybody who is involved for, you know, 10 plus years, it's going to lead to that path no matter what. Wow. Yeah. Did you come close to overdosing? I've probably overdosed a couple times without realizing it. Um, wow. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of the pills that I was buying before I went to recovery, uh, they're fake, essentially. Like, a lot of the Mexican yeah. cartels will be cutting fake pressed pills with fentanyl. And so, at that point, you're taking way too much that your body can't handle, so you end up just, you know, nodding off for way too long. You cut the circulation off and on your body, depending on how you're sitting or laying. And yeah. I've probably overdosed at least twice without, without realizing it, and by the grace of God woke up <laughs> like okay in your sleep yeah yeah <laughs> when you're when you're on it you're pretty much sleeping the whole time right mm. I it's 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 really weird how it works because it's called it's called nodding out mm. and uh, yeah I mean technically it looks like you're sleeping for, like if you were watching me getting really fucked up I'd be like that but I'd be mm. able to hear everything I'd be super conscious of you know what's going on around me and and at a whim i'd be able to open my eyes and just snap back into it 
hmm. but your brain at the same time is is pretty much in this state where it where it thinks it's asleep yeah so you can drive and talk to people and function absolutely i went to work every single day for five years straight the dosing. the sales job no jamba juice <laughs> uh and you were everyone's boss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like teenagers making smoothies. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring a bunch of people. and The boss never figured it out? Um, no. Or he, like your yeah, boss, yeah. Yeah, no, he never did. He was actually the owner of the company and or the franchise. And uh, I mean, I'm sure he suspected something, but... He was the owner of that location. Uh, the seven locations in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He knew. Eventually, yeah. I, I, I told him what was going on when I went to rehab, and hmm. I'm sure he suspected something, but never confronted me, because we, we, also, we also had a close relationship outside of work. I worked for his other company, and... Okay. Can yeah. you... Do you feel like you can spot other... Absolutely. How, okay, so what, how do you spot another, I guess, someone that's high on opium? Opium? Oh, no. on o- opioids opiates Opi- yeah opium is a poppy plant <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's all the same yeah no um i mean <laughs> it's derived from the same thing yeah but opium is uh is specifically derived from poppy okay. um and then opiate is essentially the synthetic form oh yeah like scientists made it mm-hmm. all right okay so how do you spot someone that's high on opiates you look at their eyes um huh. i mean you look at the flush face. You flush know, face like it's more red? Uh, pale. Um, pale. Yeah, dark circles under the eyes. Then, I mean, obviously, if they're really fucked up, they're going to be coming in and out of, you know, closing, opening and closing their eyes. And Yeah. Uh, you, you just tell by the way they walk if they're doing it, if they're functioning in any way. You, it's just, I mean... Yeah. You kind of have to. It kind of takes. Live it it takes it. one to know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So fentanyl, that's a th- more synthetic form of opiates. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful form. It is synthetic. Um, they say that point one microgram is enough to kill a person, hmm. which they they actually give fentanyl to cancer patients in like patches that stick on your arm, hmm. and so it's a really slow release. Um, and then the fentanyl that's in the pills are bootleg made it's bootleg made in china and sent over to mexico and then shipped up the border um and that you don't know where it's made you don't know how dirty it is you don't know how much is being put in the pills and so it gets really dangerous when when you're trying to you know buy those types of things and take those types of things Mm -hmm. um so yeah it, it could easily kill you and that's what that's what has led to an increase of up to 500% overdoses in America for opiates is, is the fentanyl problem. Okay. Yeah. When did that come into play? Do you know? Uh, 2015-ish was, was started, wow. started happening. It's like and, brand new. I mean, I'm sure it happened before that, but, uh, you know, that's when it started to kind of get on record and was in the media and whatnot. So, yeah, a lot of people, they kind of get addicted to things because there's a void and they're filling a void. Yep. Did you, did you have any trauma? Or um, no trauma. Uh, I mean, I guess in high school I was a little like socially inept. I guess I mean a lot of people don't think I was. A lot of people tell me that they don't feel like I was this way when I expressed that I felt that way. But I felt like I was always misplaced and I was always the oddball out, the black sheep. I felt like no one ever liked me for who I was, and it, and that's the really common battle that a lot of addicts have is that they feel like that they're just not in the right place no matter where they are 
And yeah. so they have to use something to kind of free that that anxiety out of them. Yeah, there's this YouTube video I saw, like this cartoon. Have you seen it? He's like, they're talking about addiction and it's something like the rats, like the, the rat cages yeah. and, and the Wonderland rats. Mm -hmm. And they, it's because they c could connect with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll link that in the description, but <laughs> basically, yeah, connect like our connection with other humans and people is pretty much what can stop addiction and yeah, um, yeah, it can. That's what a lot of addicts is is actually seeking is just being able to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. Your tolerance builds over time, and so the the exact number to overdose is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, how much was like the highest you were taking at a time? Oh, I could easily take up to four to five hundred milligrams of Percocet, and in one day, one like gulp. In one gulp. Wow. Yeah. Um, I th I think it'd be possible for someone who has never taken opiates if they took one Percocet thirty, they'd be pretty close to to falling out. Is the term for overdose? Oh, really? Like mm -hmm. one, even just one, for it's the first time, one thirty. On how much you weigh? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. What do you do for fun now? Um, I work a lot now. Um, I play a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> um, uh, on the yeah, the Pokemon Go. No, uh, on the uh, DS, the 3DS. Okay. But uh, I mean, if I were to like go out and do something, um, I mean, like I used to play music, uh, play shows with my band, um, walk okay. my dog. My dog's my best friend. Oh, cool. Ride my bike. Yeah. What kind I, of dog you have? Uh, he's a he's a lab pit mix. Hmm. Um, or I would drive my car around. I I I, dro I drive a Subaru that I really like. So cool. Yeah. What's your favorite band? Radiohead. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're like they're like the closest thing to religion that I have. To be honest, like they're really important to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really important. Um, I, I I would say I'm like a mediocre fan of them. I know. I know. Um, about five or six songs. Right on. What's your favorite song from them? Uh, probably, shit, dude. I would say "There, There" is one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, and then I really like "Dollars and Cents," um, "Pyramid Song." That's, dude. I could go on a tangent for hours, really. <laughs> <laughs> one that I can. Paranoid Android. Right on. Yeah, it's a good I, really, one. I love that one. Good album. Yeah. Really groundbreaking album, actually. Yeah, what's that album called? OK Computer. OK. Any last words for my audience? Um, no. Uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it, man. This has been great. All right, I will see you next week.